thank you so much, BBS Radio. So here we we are back at it on the Monday. That means a wild card show taken care of by Winfrey in Sedona, Arizona. My name is Gijs Minderhout, located in Northern California. Today it is July the 25th, 2022. And as usual, this is a simulcast with a conference call and we wait for more people to call in on the phone line and for more people to dial in to BBS Radio online. Although we cannot see or hear you online, of course, the people that call in, we can't talk with. And we can hear a ding when they call in. I want to mention that right after this one-hour show at 7 p.m. Pacific, we change phone lines and go over to our daily whole planet healing conference call, which PBS will broadcast as well on this station. So right at the hour, hang in there for a moment, and PBS calls into the other conference call. I welcome the next caller. Please say your name and location. I cannot copy you. But we appreciate your presence. All right. So the whole Planet Healing Conference call we do, we put issues into the love life. Good evening. Welcome to the conference call. Please say your name and location. Hi, this is Jeannie. I'm such a sign. Hi, Jeannie. Good evening. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Did you hear that uh, Lauren was very much uh, appreciating what you were saying last night on the whole planet healing call? No, I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah. He, he, he said that after you uh, were done, he said, uh, I can't remember what he said, but he greatly appreciated it. Oh. That you were right, right on target, for, according to him. Right. Oh, okay. Thanks for letting me know. All right. Love, Lauren. Right. Two more people joined in. Happy Monday. Welcome. If you want to, feel free to say your names and location. Roger and Austin. Again, Roger and Joan at the same time. Again? Again. All right. Welcome Roger and Joan. Thank you, guys. All right. Hi, This is funny. Good timing. Good timing, yes. At the second. <laughs> Just don't do it again because they'll get a little suspicious. <laughs> All right. And as I was mentioning, whole planet healing. To those listening in online through BBS, you're welcome to join in. You can listen in on the Monday and the Wednesday where BBS is broadcasting 
our conference call, the Whole Plant Healing Conference call, at 7 p.m. Pacific. And the other days, we, it's only at, uh, on the phone line. So if you want to join in on other days, you can find the phone number at the website, the healing, let me think, the, what's it? Spirit chat, I mean. The spirit channel on that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The spirit channel on that. And on thespiritchannel.net, you can find more informa information, other phone numbers, and also many of the channelings that have been recorded and some transcribed from in the past. It, it's a huge library, actually. Thespiritchannel.net. And at the whole plan of healing, we put issues into the love light. It's kind of like it is the meditation, is it a prayer thing, whatever you want to call it. We have we create we create a group energy, a group consciousness where we put the love light and calming to the earthquakes and volcanoes um, that we put in the spotlight, and many other issues, also personal issues that people bring up we open up the mic at one point during the conference call and uh, everybody is welcome to join in listen in if you're curious and uh, check it out and see if you like it and we are at 604 no wind free here yet yeah, where is everybody? <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of I'm wondering. There's only four people on the call right now. All right. Crickets. All right, and if you just joined in online through BBS Radio, happy Monday to you. This is the Wednesday Wildcard presented to you by Winfrey, located in Sedona, Arizona. And we wait for it to show up, and then we'll get to know what going to happen, if it's going to be an open mic, if he's going to interview somebody, if he has a particular topic he wants to discuss, we will find out in just a moment, I hope. I know that Terry was uh, possibly going to be transported from Scotchdale from the hospital to a convalescent home in Sedona today, and that might be have happened or be happening, and we'll see what happens. Maybe you should call him and find out if he's going to be on. I texted him. Can't? What's that? You said you can't call him? 
I, I texted him. Oh, you did? Oh, I see. Okay. Right. Right. Is there anyone here that has something exciting to share? <laughs> like winning the lottery or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, yesterday with Betty, Betty has her passing. That is, you know, quite a relief for uh, Cecil, and it will be, I think, good for Betty herself to, you know, move on on the other side. It was uh, a big thing. Yeah, that was good, finally. Yeah. Right. Well, it's good that Terry's going to be in Sedona. Right, right. I'm pretty sure the convalescent home is in Sedona. Not 100%. But we will get an update here shortly, I assume. Yeah, there must be a reason. You know he'd never miss. (laughs) All right. I will, uh, like I said, it's Texas him. Let me also him. Now I'm just going to play a replay. Yeah. Because like, like yesterday's replay too at uh, during the morning was pretty interesting. Good evening. Welcome to the conference call. Please say name and location. Hi, hi. It's Bonnie in California. Uh, welcome, Bonnie. Thank oh, you. hi, Bonnie. Hi. Hello, Bonnie. Hi, guys. Happy Monday. Welcome to the conference call. Please say name and location. Hello. It is Gretchen calling in from Mesa with Apple. Hello, Gretchen and Apple. Welcome. Hi, Gretchen. Thank you. All right. Hi, uh, Mr. Roger. I want to thank you for playing that song yesterday after... Uh, the call yesterday. All right. In right. dreams. Right, right. Uh, I, I was, that was amazing. <laughs> yes, yes. All the time. I, when I listen to the kids, it's the, uh, okay, Ben, thank you. All right, so Ben is going to be on here in a moment. Oh, good. I, um, yeah, through music, music is, it's just a different thing and, uh, it's just a different language and, you know, I, I shed many tears yesterday when I was playing the songs. I de- had them dedicated to, to Betty uh, after the call. Uh... Well, I, I Googled the lyrics on that, and uh, that's how I found the title of the song. And uh, All right. All right. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I, at first, I thought it was uh, Michael Jackson because his voice no, no, no. sounded a little no. bit like him. And I, I said, well, that... then I Googled, Googled it and found out it wasn't. So All right. Did, okay. did you have the right... 
the right version of the because the song is in different by different yeah, artists. Yeah, I did. I believe. Okay, cool. I found it. I, it was on YouTube. Right, right. Welcome, Win. Hey, it's Win in Scottsdale, and uh, I'm sorry I was snoozing. And of course, you, you, you sound muffled, Win. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let me, uh, just a moment. I'm going to get on my um, Bluetooth. All right. Oh. Uh. Good evening. Welcome to the conference call. Please say name and location. But of course, only if you want to, we welcome you. All right. So when it's here, I'm glad when it's here. And then we can take start the call here officially in just a moment. Yes. Hey, Mama. Here we go. All right. Hi. Thank you for all that you do. We appreciate you. Hold on one second. You. Thank you. Welcome. Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you. Much better. And I, I sound okay, right? You sound okay. You're more than okay. I sound more than okay? <laughs> you are yes. more than okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. No, I don't know. Do you, oh, know where the term, do you know where the term okay is from originally? No. From the military, when they came back from the battlefield, it was zero killing. Okay, we are okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, <laughs> okay, that meant that the battle was okay, right? Right. Having never been in the military, uh. I wouldn't know stuff like that. Well, hello to everyone on BBS. And you know, we've been kind of um, in an unusual limbo for the past month because so many of our calls are dependent. I won't say are dependent, but have focused around channeling, talking to these intelligences in other dimensions. Okay. Let me know once you want but, to start the recording, win. Okay. Oh, I should have started it, huh? All right. Let me mute the phone lines, and then uh, yeah, or you want to keep the lines open. Answer. Oh, muted. So I did mute the phone lines, and today it is July 25. Here we go, Wim. The recording has started. It is July 25, 2022. Wim and Terry in Scottsdale, Arizona. And Terry is laying in a bed, a hospital bed. And I'm sitting in the chair next to the bed. 
Now, she kind of had a good report. Her doctor was through here today and said there was no cancer. There was no um, leukemia. And her, what's it called? Her... Her urinary infection was working, okay? Or fixed. And um, I see I'm logged into the wrong dead call here. Just a moment. So, thank you for uh, putting up with us and letting me do this myself, okay? <laughs> and I should be able to do it, huh? Okay. Well, you know what? We have had healings in the course of the 20 years we've been doing this. We've had all kinds of things that go beyond the, how would I say this, go beyond what you would think is possible in this realm. And then um, Terry is sick, and she's not getting healed, okay? Now, how come... That's so. And you know what? I've learned that healing is not something that is necessarily um, at the whim of the Elohim. Because I'm sure if it was at the whim, she would be okay. And um, and she's not. And you know, there. I have everybody has their own. What's the right word? Stick, maybe. Stick. And um, you stick leaves you with vulnerabilities. And no matter how perfect Carrie sounds when she's channeling, because it looks like she knows all this stuff, she doesn't. They're speaking through her. And, um, and where she has her stick then she's vulnerable. And it's like, now, I'm still an amateur. I observe things carefully and try to draw conclusions. So it's not that I, I would never say that I'm always correct. Okay? And I'm not sure. 
But I do know Terry has her weaknesses, as do I. They're different, okay? And she's vulnerable in ways that I'm not, and I'm vulnerable in ways that she's not. Like, for example, Terry sometimes, she loves to be helped to help people. And she loves to, you know, if you heard, if you heard some of the channelings on her, he said she was in the higher realms. She was originally an Elohim soul, and then she went down to the angelic realm, and then she decided to have a body because her friends were disappearing, and she wanted to know why people were disappearing in the physical realm, in 3D, is what we call this, right? And, um, and that was a long time ago, long time ago maybe a trillion years ago, billions of years. And, you know, one of the things I can't quite figure out is when you go back to the beginning of the universe and you try to say, how many years ago was that? There wasn't such a thing as a year. There wasn't such a thing as time. So, Someday, when we're channeling, I have to ask them. It's like, if the Earth existed, and if Earth time existed, how many years ago would that be in Earth time? But nonetheless, we know the universe has been around for a long time. And... Um, Terry may have been one of those Elohim souls that was at the beginning of the universe. And then, then she's been in this realm trying to find wayward souls that are, are maybe not trying, but when they come to her, she, she doesn't even know this consciously, but she starts wanting to help them, right? And in a recent replay, they said, I was one of those wayward souls, okay? And I can believe that. I am sure I have had my lifetimes of being wayward. And, um, and I've watched Terry, and sometimes because of her desire to help wayward souls, she gets caught in other people's stuff, and she doesn't quite know she's caught, all right? Because people can take advantage of her, and she doesn't have the discernment to um, step back and say, 
hey, I'm being taken advantage of, or something like that. I've told the story of how we would go out and do a show sometimes, selling sunglasses, and um, she was my helper, and she would get caught up talking to some stranger who was kind of down and out, and 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 when when we when she should have been selling, and I used to get really mad at her because. You know, you know when when you do a show selling things, you're paying for this premium time to be in front of the public. And sometimes it might cost fifty bucks an hour, seventy-five bucks an hour, and you have to sell enough to cover the cost—not only cover the cost, but to make a profit. And and we could do that. I mean, sometimes we did really well, and it would drive me crazy that Terry would sit and talk with someone, <laughs> and I couldn't get her attention. And even when I first met her, she had a friend. Now, I kind of like this guy. His name was Terry Lavelle. He used to wear a trench coat, and he would walk around in Westwood selling things to his people on the street. And I don't remember what he sold, anything, as long as he liked it, and he would just sell it to strangers. And Terry was very supportive, one of his few friends, and I liked him because I would, I would, I wasn't doing anything like that, but I could, I had done things like that in the past. And I, there's a certain sense of freedom when you can earn a living or make enough money to get by without having a job, without having a commitment. And Terry Lavelle was doing it at a, you know, at a very low level. Of, of engagement, you know, of success. But he was kind of happy with it, right? And then, of course, she had John Sanborn living in her house. And um, I used to think John was taking advantage of her because John used to sleep on on the sofa, and he was writing all the time, and uh, and he did look over Terry. I didn't understand Terry at the time. I didn't realize how sensitive she was and how much protection she needed. And John did give her protection. And they, they weren't even having a relationship through, through all the time I knew him and her. And he would just lay out on the couch and be writing. And then, of course, years later, 
we both decided that John had to have been Socrates, and Terry was married to him. She got some hint of that from a, a channeler, channeling she went to. And, and then we looked at John and read about Socrates, and it was a, a perfect fit, okay? Socrates, if you, if you, if you, if you read about Socrates, um, he, you know, you think somebody's a philosopher and uh, elevated, but Socrates was a street philosopher. He would go hang out with the young people at the coffee shops and the restaurants, wherever, maybe bars in Greece. And he had this way, it's called, it's called, it ended up being called the Socratic Method. He had this way of engaging people and asking them questions which would cause them to self-reflect. And he did it. And uh, the young people kept, whenever he showed up, they kept coming back. But he didn't do anything to take care of his family. He didn't make money. All he did was go out and um, do his Socratic method on the young people of the town. And eventually, I mean, his wife used to get mad at him. There's a famous painting of his wife pouring a piss pot on his head when he came home because he was irresponsible. He wasn't taking care of the children. And um, and yet, he was certainly a wanderer. He was certainly somebody that made a huge contribution to this realm. And if his wife didn't support him, he may not have done that. So it's interesting the way it works. A lot of times, a woman can be in the background of somebody making a contribution. And she doesn't get any credit. And 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 she does it selflessly. For example, in the case of Benjamin Franklin, you know, there's the famous story of Benjamin Franklin walking down the streets of Philadelphia with three loaves of bread that he bought. He had just hitchhiked from Boston. His brother had a printing company in Boston, and he was competitive with ben Benjamin, and he wouldn't uh, ever let Benjamin write for the paper, even though Benjamin worked for the paper, helping with the printing and you know other uh, tedious tasks. 
but he wouldn't let Benjamin write. And Benjamin started to slip articles under the door and didn't say they were from him, but said they were from a um, a widower. Silas, I think the name was Silas Dugas. And his brother would run the articles and he became popular. And it went on for quite some time. And somehow his brother learned that Benjamin was writing those articles and he fired him. At that point, Benjamin hitchhiked, hitchhiked. I didn't call it hitchhiking again, I'm sure. But hitchhiked to New York City and it didn't work. So he continued to Philadelphia. And there's the famous story of how he was walking down the street in downtown Philadelphia. And there was this woman, or maybe she was a girl, but I'll call her a woman, sitting on the stoop of the house there. And um, he gave her one of his loaves of bread. And her name was Deborah. And he ended up moving in to her mother's rooming house, which is where she was sitting on the steps. And finally ended up marrying Deborah. And as I studied Franklin, it became obvious that Franklin accomplished a lot of what he did because of his wife, okay? And um, mainly, you know, he started a printing business and a publishing company. And he was publishing a newspaper in Philadelphia. He was publishing his books. He was publishing Poor Richard's Almanac. And his wife was running the business. So while she was running the business, he was doing all of this other stuff, like starting a post office. Now, I don't think he had a financial interest in the post office. I didn't study that well enough to know for sure. But I would guess that he didn't. Or the first uh, fire company. I'm sure he didn't have a financial interest in the fire company. And then when he invented the lightning rod, he put it out into the world and didn't patent. Because he didn't want him, he wanted everyone to have one, and he didn't want to do it as a um, profit-making venture, which he easily could have. And then, when he went to France, and he was a um, what do you call somebody who is representing their country? country. He was a, I forget the word, 
but you know what I'm talking about. When he went to France, he ended up being there for, as I recall, 10 years. And he didn't take his wife with him. Or I should say, he didn't go. Because she did not want to travel on a ship. And he left her in Philadelphia. And she died while he was in France. And um, I happened to meet a woman here, there in California, that I'm almost sure was Benjamin's wife. And it was, I met her after an expo that I did in San Francisco. And somebody that was kind of a hippie that had kind of a commune in the Santa Cruz Mountains had invited me to come by. And I did. And this woman happened to be one of his friends who was also coming by to visit. And we had a connection. And uh, I didn't have a relationship with her, but I could have. She, she was open to it. And, um, but we stayed in touch. And we still stay in touch come to our calls occasionally and um, she happened when when the Benjamin connection was made I said I wonder if there's anyone in my life now who was in my life then and I was looking for people that, that were similar and when I hit her, it was a bingo. And she looked just like Deborah, Benjamin's wife. She had similar demeanor and and I felt similar personality. And I'm, I'm sure, I mean, I personally am sure, pretty sure that she was Deborah. And um, if I write a book about it, I can show her a picture and Deborah's picture. And, um, and you know, I, I, when I met her, now I, I, I didn't know she was my wife. I didn't know that I was that person. But when I met her, I felt like I wanted to do something for her. And I could feel the tinge of guilt for abandoning her in Philadelphia. And not that she was abandoned because it was okay. Benjamin would have had her come over by boat, but she didn't want to. And he went over to um, negotiate with France. So France would supply support with their Navy. And at the time, France had the biggest navy in the world. And historically, France is given credit for their entry into 
the Revolutionary War for the colonies winning. And in French, you know, Franklin would have gotten credit for going there and winning the French and getting them to agree. And it's very interesting the way all of this works in synchronicity. Because I don't remember any of that. The fact that you were somebody doesn't mean you remember, okay? And it doesn't mean you're going to do the same thing in your next life. Like David Wilcox would not repeat being Edgar Casey. And I thought he would. At the time I met him, he was repeating it because he was putting these great channelings up. And I thought, you know, I was so excited to write that book. And then when it came out, he says, see you later. I don't want to be, I don't want to be known as Edgar Casey and as a channeler. And, um, I said, okay. And we went our separate ways. And he was a little uncomfortable with me. I mean, the fact of the matter is, he really thought that, uh, how can I say it? It was a little embarrassing for me to be with Daphne and channeling the Elohim while I was writing that book. And it was embarrassing because saying Wilcock was Casey was a big enough stretch. But saying Wilcock was Casey and my girlfriend was channeling the Elohim took that stretch too far. And I didn't, I actually didn't talk about it publicly at the time. But you know, Wilcock couldn't control me, and I think he was afraid if I talked about it, uh, it would have been bad. And not only that, I'm not sure he was convinced that anything I was doing was legitimate, okay? And I had my own questions at the time, and it was Carla Ruckers who helped me feel that I was legitimate. And of course, as time went on, Carla, I mean, you all know Carla, she became a regular to our calls and a kind of my right-hand person for our Sunday calls, our two-hour calls. And, and, and I never asked her to acknowledge me or Terry. And I wasn't sure she would if I did. Wasn't sure because, you know, she's fussy. But eventually she said it. She said, uh, one of our calls, she said, I trust Terry's channelings. And then she said, she ne never met anyone that understood the law of one as well as I did. And you know, another interesting footnote to all of this 
if you look at Benjamin, he was really into building the city of Philadelphia and turning it into uh, a functioning city. And he was always a man of the common man, as opposed to the other founders who were kind of elite property owners that were probably more concerned with no taxation without representation than the common you know, the common man. But Benjamin was a hero of the common man. And many of the things he did, you know, if you look at his sayings, they were like down-home wisdom for the common man. A penny saved is a penny earned. Um, My mind is blank, but there's many of them. There's um, one that goes, uh, my mother had this, you know, I, I saw it much later. My mother had one of the sayings in the kitchen. It said, we grow too soon old and too late smart. <laughs> and, um, and he put his sayings out in Poor Richard's Almanac. And I don't know if you guys ever heard me say this, but I'll say it now. It's not normal for the Elohim to come out in the middle of something and connect you up with a past life. In fact, it, it almost never happened. And at the time that they did that, I was living in Boulder City, Nevada, which was like 25 miles from, 20 miles from Las Vegas. And it was a surprisingly unusual city. They didn't have gambling there. It was kind of an artsy city. And the city was built when that dam was built. What was that dam? Hoover Dam. And the city was actually the housing for the people that built the dam. And um, I was not intending to live in that city. Terry, you know, Terry had her house in Sedona, but she wasn't living in it. She was still working in the legal office. And Daphne and I were making a, might have been a third attempt, I think it was the third attempt at getting together. And Terry said, why don't you stay at my house? in Sedona, because nobody was living in it. And she wasn't going to charge us rent. And we were driving 
And to get from Las Vegas to Sedona, the shortest way was to go across Hoover Dam. And before you got to Hoover Dam, you would drive through Boulder City. And it was a very quaint little town. And Daphne, we stayed overnight in Boulder City. And we would go out and eat at the restaurant in downtown Boulder City. And Daphne was saying, this is, I want to live in this town. This is my dream town. And so instead of continuing to Sedona, this was after about two weeks of staying there, uh, Daphne insisted on renting a three-bedroom house, moving her furniture, which was in Massachusetts, in Cape Cod, to Boulder City. And no sooner did it all get settled than did she start having her negative attacks again. And it's like when she's going through her negative attacks, it pulls me, it pulled me really off center. Like at the time I was going on radio shows and, uh, and then I would call people trying to make appointments for radio shows and she would start screaming, I can't handle the energy. I can't handle the energy when you're talking on the phone. And so I had to stop making phone calls. So then I went to Starbucks and I tried to do things in Starbucks, and she would call me and say, I'm having a panic attack. Can you come back here and help me? And I was stuck. I felt this mission of getting this work into the world, and I didn't know how to do it. And, and, it, and it was blocking me, all the things she was going through. So that is when I started Message a Day, where I got the idea it was easy for me to get attention to the reincarnation of Edgar Casey, but it was not easy for me to get attention to all this Elohim stuff. And... Um, I learned how to do an autoresponder where somebody could sign up on the page for the reincarnation of Edgar Casey and get excerpts from the book and other relevant information, which meant it started out they would get excerpts from the reincarnation of Edgar Casey and then after about 10 days, they'd start getting the story of my Elohim connection and excerpts from the Elohim sessions. And it actually was working. It was, uh, Heise, I think, was one of the people who was on that mailing list and it won him over. And it was when that was going on that out of the clear blue sky, Daphne is in a channeling, and she says, 
they wanted me to tell you that the reason that you incarnated in Philadelphia is because you were one of the founders of the country. And, you know, it's very unusual for them to do something like that. Uh, and sometimes, even if you ask, they won't be specific about a past life. But in my case, I could have never imagined being that person, ever. Um, and I thought it was way far above me for the, my accomplishments in this lifetime. But why did they tell me? Because I was doing Message a Day, and Message a Day was similar to poor Richard's homeland, where you would, it was in a book form, of course, but you would read one of Franklin's wise sayings, a penny saved is a penny earned, etc. You would read I think the astrology configuration for the day. And um, and maybe the phases of the moon, whether it's a good time to plant seeds. But I was thinking the same way as Franklin. And, um, and that's why they told me. Because I could not visualize the right way to put it into the world. I didn't know where to start, okay? And I did not want to start a religion. And, um, I mean, that was part of my initial thinking, that this is supposed to be a religion. And, of course, it has certain parallels to religion. But then it has areas of great separation from religion, because um, you don't have to have faith. You just have to show up, feel the energy, and decide yourself. And we don't have to, you know, but it creates the kind of devotion that religion creates, because these guys are real. If you're listening on BBS, we're talking about we have these two group souls that have been communicating to me that we have actually done on conference calls and um, our live channelings. And one of them says they created the universe. The other group soul says they were they were the ones talking to Jesus when he was manifesting. And um and it's all too crazy. You have to listen to it for a while and pay attention. See either if I'm off my rocker or if I'm on my rocker. But it's my favorite thing, you know, people make sayings about me and the work we're doing. I think my favorite one, hang on, let me see if I can find it. I'm almost there. Here it comes, it's coming up. This presentation by Winfrey, 
just feels so right. It's either a divine revelation or a preposterous though entertaining product of a wild and daring imagination. <laughs> and I couldn't imagine someone actually thinking this was from my imagination. And anyone that looks at it knows that's impossible. There's too much stuff that's happened out publicly. And there's no way the terrier eye could make up those channeling. In any case, let me see, it's 6.55. We're going to move on to whole planet healing right now. And um, this is an exercise where we create a group energy through our intention. And as part of our group, we have part of the Elohim group and part of the Ra group. And as I said earlier, the Elohim is the group soul that takes credit for the creation of the universe. And the Ra group takes credit for being the one who is communicating to Jesus and answering when he said, Father, and the Father speaks to me. So, those are the guys that are on the line when we do whole planet healing. So, I am going to unmute everybody. Hang on, hang on, hang on. How do I unmute everybody? Here we go. Open the control. And Unmuted. There we go. Thank you, Heis. And how are you how are you coming along, Cecil? I'm doing fine, thank you. You are. I think you you went through your mor your morning for the past year. Uh, six and, years. Last uh, six years. Cecil's, Unmuted. Cecil Cecil's wife just there passed. we go. A couple of days ago. And, Sunday. Um, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Okay, yesterday morning. Yes. Yeah. So, 10.20 in the morning, yep. And, well, I got through that call just making it up as I went along, so. That was great. Stories that I don't always tell. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. Stories that I don't always tell. Someday I'm gonna ha I'm gonna have to bring Judith on here, okay? And uh, but I don't know if I could talk to her, but she doesn't remember that. She just knows she likes me, and I think she believes it's true because I've said it enough, and she's seen the pictures. And and she she feels a rapport with me, and 
in any case, he's an interesting person. And really? this lifetime, yes. Be aware, you're during the whole show that your microphone is most of the time it's good. Now and then it just fades away a little bit, and then you can barely hear you. Yeah. Well, you know what? I have this is it's a good mic, but it's a dangling mic. Right, right, right. And um, as soon as I get back to Sedona and get my mail, I ordered another, you know, boom microphone, okay? And those are the best. And um, but I, I, when, when I use a dangling mic, I get into talking and uh, I move my head and it turns a little. Right. I have to pay more attention. But it's too, if I start paying more attention, I lose track of what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so that's the dilemma, you, right? Especially if you sneeze. Especially if I sneeze. Thank you. <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer, are you on this line? I don't think she was here. Uh, she might she be. Doesn't. Sounded good to me. All right. The microphone? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna move on to Whole Planet Healing. And on BBS radio, um, if you're listening, just stay on the line and you'll hear more of our wacky stuff. Okay? And I really shouldn't call it wacky because it's no. not wacky. No, yeah, but in case, that way, in case anyone judges it, I pre-handled um, it, okay? But it, it's like what we do is so incomprehensible that someone's doing it that, uh, I mean, I wouldn't, if I, if I tuned into it, I'd say, who the hell are these guys? What do they think? This is impossible, okay? And it is impossible. Too much. Too much woo-woo. <laughs> Too much woo-woo, right. And it, it's like only when you track it for a while do you suddenly get the aha experiences. Oh, my God. They're really doing that, okay? So if you want to find out what we're doing, don't touch that dial. We do it on another conference line number. And BBS is going to hook that other conference line so that it comes broadcast. So you'll hear us just for, you know, a few set, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, go dead perhaps. Or they might already be on the other line and they just switch. Because right now they're saying hello on the other line. So thank you. If you thank you all for listening. And if we sounded like wacky doodle, <laughs> just don't come back. It's okay. I'm, I don't take That's it personally. That's a little wacky doodle. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yankee doodle. Wanky doodle. Thank you, Ben. Thank you all. Okay. Thanks. So, Bye. well, don't move, though. Stay there. This session is no longer being recorded. Right, you're on BBS Radio. Hi, BBS. Hi, BBS. Yay.
and welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Joan, Joan Spring. Hi, Joan. And Hi, Joan. Person. Would you Hi, like to say your name and location? Hi, Hello, Marinos. Hi, hi. Hello, hi. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi there, Antonio. Cecil, the C6C7 from Sizzling, Seattle. Hi, Cecil. Hi, beautiful Cecil. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? But only if you want to. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Good evening, Antonio. It's Jennifer from Greensburg. Hi, Jennifer. 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 And Apple. Welcome hey, Apple. to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? And if you don't, there are severe consequences. <laughs> I barely heard that it's wind. <laughs> I can always tell when he calls. I don't know why. Is it wind? Yeah. I don't know for sure. Yeah, it's wind. Hi, oh, wind. No, I said yeah. that. Oh, wind. Oh, guys. <laughs> now I'm in trouble. Even more than Judy, I know it's him. I don't know why. Is there anybody else? Judy can feel my energy, you know? I must. I think I do win. I mean, 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 there are times when I I answer the phone, or I would answer the phone, and I knew who was calling me before they said anything. Yeah. It's before before caller ID. Because it was like, they suddenly... Come into my space. Yeah. I don't know why that. Is, you're the only one I feel that with. Anyway, but. It, Jennifer, you're here on this call, right? She is. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yep. Everybody's here, and it's 705. Yeah. I, gotta, I wanted to say one thing. And BBS Jennifer, I've been tra- call already, too. I've, I've been trying to call you, Jennifer. Because I wanted to make one mention Jennifer. of something. Jennifer. What? If she was muted, she can talk right now, Jennifer. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I think I muted myself in the. <laughs> so don't don't get mad at me. Don't get don't get mad at me. This is not a really heavy duty critique. But I just Uh-oh. wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> when when you send the light to everybody, right? Yes. You always say, "I want to. We're going to send the light to everybody that's listening here and listening there, right?" Right. And every time you say that, I say, "She's not saying if they want me to, okay?" And I feel like it's very important to say we'd like to send the light to everyone listening on BBS who would like that done. You know? Okay. Because I can do that. Otherwise otherwise it's kinda of like a magical thing and somebody that that's like evaluating our work and doesn't know what to make of it is gonna think, What are what are they getting me into? Right? Okay. Yeah. No, so, 
We got it. All right. Let's begin. You got it. Muted. Jackie, you're here? I'm here. Excellent. Vin, do you want to open up? I will open up and say a few words. All right. So, July 25th, the recording has started. This is July 25th, 2022. And this is Whole Planet Healing. And I always, when we're on BBS radio, I always think somebody is accidentally going to tune into us and say, what the hell is this all about? So I, I just say a few words to get you in the mood and to get you uh, getting the idea of what we're doing. And, you know, this is based on 20 years of conversations with these two group souls who have taken the position in the history of mankind of being recognized as God. And in current time with me, they're not saying they're God any more than you're God, because we are each an aspect of the one infinite creator, which is probably as close as you can get to the idea of God. But when, the, when everything started, the one infinite creator created independent spin-offs, and there became a whole new group that was established, which called itself the Elohim, and they created spin-offs, and they created the beginning of the universe, and we've had thousands of conversations with them. Thousands, and I've asked them every question. And when this started, I was skeptical. They said, I said to myself, it can't be that. I'm talking to a group soul with the creators of the universe. And many of our conversations with them have happened right here live on BBS radio. And I would pick a topic, and they would answer it, questions about it. And we were, I never knew what they were going to say. And we were going to, we were getting unbelievable answers. And my partner, Terry Brown, would be the channel. Terry, are you here? Are you listening? Want to say hello? They hear you. Barely. In any case, Terry is a, phenomenal channel who woke me up in the middle of the night one day in 2002 and said, get a tape recorder out. Suddenly something started talking to me that was not her. Now, I wasn't sure of that at the time, but I am now. And, um, and she couldn't remember what she said. And I, I wasn't sure that it was important. And I wasn't sure that I wanted to tell other people about it. Because what if it was demonic, right? So that was 20 years ago. And here we are. And um, we have a group here, people, who have been tracking this. And they have come to the conclusion that it's real. And, and if you're on the Internet and you're listening, 
you have an opportunity to check it out. We do this call every night, and we do seven other, let's see, three other calls during the week, okay? And you can find the phone numbers for all the calls at thespiritchannel.net, thespiritchannel.net. And many of our calls have these conversations on them that Terry is channeling. And I urge you to listen to some of them and see if it resonates because this is not about believing in something. There's something about this connection that speeds up your evolutionary path. And you start to get wiser. You start to look down at your life from a different vantage point. And it's not about teaching you a new set of principles. They don't do that. But there's energy in everything they do. And that energy speeds up your energy, which then means you are starting to experience your life at a higher level of energy. And and so we're going to do whole planet healing. This is where we and them join together to bring in energy that speeds up our planet and that opens our planet to new dimensions. And um, But we're not channeling, but Bonnie Penners is going to read an excerpt from the channeling. So you'll get the feel of how the Elohim talked to us. And over to you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Wynn. Um, that was a great introduction. And uh, a really nice overview of everything that goes on here, both what you said just now and what you talked about in the previous call. Now, uh, I'd like to welcome everyone who joins us on this call. And it's Monday, so we really appreciate our BBS radio family of listeners. You know, uh, our mission is to help raise the consciousness of our planetary matrix. And as you can imagine, we need all the assistance we can get. So thank you all for joining us tonight. And we see the whole planet healing call as an opportunity to be of service every evening. And it's just so valuable to have you all here tonight. So get comfortable, push aside any distractions, and let's get started by welcoming Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who recites our invocation, requesting energetic protection for ourselves and our efforts tonight. Cecil? Thank you, Jackie. Father, Mother, God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio. And any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest and greatest good 
of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection with all those present who are open to do so while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. We invite those sources who are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. We co-create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. Back to you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Cecil. Well, at the beginning of this call, Winfrey and Terry Brown always join us, and they just take a few minutes to share some of their thoughts with us. And although Win already spoke, let's check back with him to see if he would like to add anything. Win. Hello, Win. If you're there, come in now. Wait a second. Here we go. The only thing I barely hear I you. Okay, I don't think it's going to happen. So, when we hear you way in the background. You hear me? No. You're very faint. Hello? Yes, that's about Yes, but very faint. Wait a second. Uh, and he dropped out. So let's just continue, uh, Jackie. Okay. Well, um, you know, Wynn was talking about uh, the spiritchannel.net and how we have this vast resource of information, uh, thousands of archived messages that Terry Brown brought through, most of them. And um, the messages are not only timeless, but the advice is is stellar when trying to negotiate our way through this third density lifetime. So we urge everyone to get over to the spiritchannel.net and check out the archives as well as the other information that's that's there. Now, we have Bonnie from Corona, California, who always comes on our call. She's next, and she's familiar with these archived messages, and we have the benefit of hearing one of them or something from a compatible resource read for us every evening. So, Bonnie, what can we look forward to tonight? Hi. Thank you. Well, we are going to read from a call that took place on January 10, 2011, and this was a Monday night call, and the topic of conversation between Wynn and our sources was uh, about DNA. And so after Wynn calls in the light, just like Cecil did for us tonight, 
we have a, we start out with a greeting from Ra'an through Terry. We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. We are delighted to be with each and every one of you, whether it's on the BBS radio or on the telephone line or listening to the audios or reading a transcript at a later time. All of these means of media carry our frequencies and our energy. It is a very high frequency, and for those that wish to connect, once they get the energy in their space and have the desire to connect, we know that it is a positive thing then, that it is desired, and we are a free will group that we connect when we are called for. It doesn't have to be in any particular format. It can be a desire or can be a prayer for something and an intention. We take a minute and connect with those that wish to be connected with. And we ask if there are any questions. And when asked, uh, thank you. We are continuing our conversation about DNA evolution. We know that in the first instance of life on the planet, it was you who developed the first DNA. The DNA was modeled to be a reflection of the universe on a microcosmic scale. I would assume the first DNA was very simple, and as the DNA and as the universe got more sophisticated, more planets, more galaxies, then the DNA got more sophisticated. It's my understanding that there are 12 strands of DNA. There was a certain point where the disembodied Elohim, the Elohim, that we're creating by projecting into the realm and maneuvering things. I would, I would assume that then there was a point where there were descended genetic scientists that were engineering DNA. Perhaps many of the plants, flowers, animals, dogs, different kinds of humans were not engineered. I don't know if this is true. Maybe they were not engineered by the Elohim that didn't have bodies that were just energies, but were engineered by human forms in this realm. I wanted to ask a question about the evolution of that process. At what point, maybe you're still engineering DNA from that realm, but at what point did a large aspect of the engineering of DNA go from your creation to beings that were in the physical realm? Do you understand the question? And Ra'an through Terry answers, yes, we start the answer to your question 
by indicating that the DNA was a result of the actions of some of the Elohim and other beings. However, the resultant DNA was manifested by this, and we speak slowly to make this more understandable. This DNA was created by the spinning of energy, which created a vortex, which condensed within the vortex the life the life force that is all and everywhere and condensed it together so that it had ribbons of manifested, condensed life force within it. These ribbons, then, were the precursor to the DNA, and the DNA developed within these spinning vortexes the vortexes had sub-vortexes, and as the energies shifted, the manifest ribbons of life force condensed and broke into different lengths. Then, finding themselves in this primordial soup, they began to have the sense localized area. So DNA was manifested not directly by the Elohim, but it was manifested as a result of the action of creating spinning vortexes. When says, let me ask a question here for clarification. Now, we have a great number of Elohim souls or energies outside of time, and they are able to spin energy into the physical universe in what my book called torsion wave energy. I would assume if it was spinning that you could control the frequency of the spin, the frequency of the might have had something to do with it, did it take more than one Elohim being to create the spins? Or did you work out teamwork to create spins simultaneously for the manifestation of the physical universe? And Ra'an's response, there was a much higher function it was a matter of joy, instantaneous joy and expression that these vortexes were created. Much like a child with a top, very happy and excited with the effects that he or she could create. It was a matter of development, of evolvement and seeing what was aesthetically satisfying in the harmonics and in the vibrations, not creating clashing vibrations by spinning vortexes against each other harshly, but what goes together beautifully like a symphony. And when asked, all of us 
now are sitting here in bodies that have DNA as a basic building block. Those same spinning vortexes are impacting our DNA right now. Is that correct? That is correct. It is manifesting changes in your DNA as different vortexes intersect with your sphere. And when asked, was the first DNA 12 strand or was it less? Why is it that we have 12 strands of DNA? And Ra'an answers, it, it was 12. 12 is a stabilizing, harmonious grouping of strands that was more stable than two and carried more information than two or one and was a better building block than the other quantities of strands. And not all animal life have 12 strands. It depends upon the complexity of the animal. The more complex animals would have 12 strands, although it would be activated in different ways. And when asked, uh, originally, there would be 12 strands of DNA. And how did the genetic scientists on Earth engineer the DNA? Were they connected with the higher Elohim when they did that? Or could they do that just by their own manipulation? And Ra'an answers, when you already had life forms that one could work with, then there was the experimenting to see what would go together and what would result much the same as there is still experimenting in some areas going on at this time. Much has, in the book, The Reincarnation of Edgar Cayce, it talks about experimenting with shining of light through one form of life into another form of life, through a duck into a chicken egg and seeing the chicken take on the qualities of the duck with having webbed feet when the chicken was born as the information packets overwrote some of the information in the chicken DNA. And when asked, can a human evolve their DNA? In other words, if somebody wanted to open up their fourth strand of DNA, the way that I understand it is that they need the in-streaming energies of the fourth chakra open going through the portal of the heart, and then it goes into the body and starts to acti activate the DNA. Is that correct? And Ra'an's response, there are two factors here. One of them is the opening of the heart to the individual opening of their chakras and being able to receive and give love. The second is the heart having the in-streaming information from the stars and from the information coming in from the more direct connection with the Hunab Ku, and the Hunab Ku is the center of the galaxy. So with more direct connection with the Hunab Ku, 
they can feed this directly into the chakra systems of an open heart. The more open the heart and the more open the chakras, the more open the chakra system, the more the incoming energy can rewrite the energy in the area of the heart and can have an effect upon the DNA and help rewrite and open and activate more strands of DNA. And I think and I will left off. I'll leave off for now. Um, I'm going to turn it back to you, Jackie. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bonnie. And um, <laughs> what a great example of how wide-ranging the topics are in the archives on the Spirit Channel. Um, yes. And I there's mean, the much other day more. we were <laughs> I'm sorry. We were hearing much- about the on <laughs> Yeah, we were hearing about the Anunnaki yesterday and now we're hearing about how the universe and how our bodies were created. Fantastic. Yeah. There's much more to this particular call as well, but uh, I don't have time to read all of it. So <laughs> we look forward we look forward to it. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. In the next portion of our call, we join Jennifer from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, who researches the most current earthquake and volcanic activities on our planet. And this is because our sources have asked us to stay informed of these events and that they will add their energy to our efforts to soothe Mother Earth. But always keeping in mind that the highest and greatest good for all is considered. And they've also suggested that the most beneficial offering we can extend is the frequency of calmness. So as Jennifer guides us to each area of activity, let's gather our group intent and let's visualize and focus calmness to each area of concern. Jennifer? Thank you, Jackie. Tonight, as we always do, we invite our sources who are already here, and they can enhance our intention to send calm. Also, we do invite the spirit of Mother Earth to journey with us as we point out to her the areas that we feel need some calming. And the first place we're going to look at tonight is, is the Big Island of Hawaii. They're always in the crosshairs because they're right in the middle of the Ring of Fire. And the first place we look at tonight is the Pahala area because it's busy every night. This is where the lava moves. It's called the Slump. And it's, so, it's on the southern east side, southeast side of the island. And then moving north to Mauna Loa, We had a couple of low levels under 2, 1.9, I believe, and 1.8. And then at the northern end of the island, actually north of Mauna Kea, we had a 1.9 and 1.8. Again, same thing as Mauna Loa. So they're getting the same type of pressure, I guess. And then moving back down to um, the area, if, if you remember the 2018 um, eruption, Leilani Estates. It was kind of wiped out, and still, it's it's 
in the hot zone all the time. So we had a little back, bit of activity there today. So let's just take a moment, quick moment. Oh, and I forgot almost. Out into the sea, the sea mount formerly known as Luihi, I found out today. <laughs> watched the video, and I will never be able to say that name. It's It's a beautiful word, but too many vowels for me. So beyond Loihi, we had two activities, 2.8 and also a 2.4. And what is happening out there, as near as the USGS is letting us know, um, is that there is a active, at least one, possibly more active uh, volcanoes. So let's then call. The good thing about this is it is a way far enough away that it really shouldn't um, impact the island too much. So let's send, take a quick moment, send our calm down to the beautiful island and everything that we can't see. Of course, the undersea volcanoes, fracture zones, fault lines. There's a hot spot under the island in the region um, not far from Bahala, actually. It's under uh, Kilauea, I understand. And anything else that affects our beautiful island state. And then we're going to take a quick moment and move down to New Zealand. We had a 4.0 um, just off the North Island in the sea. In fact, it was sort of kind of halfway on the island but it was on the Kermadec Trench. And then we move up along this trench. We had a 5.1 along that Kermadec Trench and some other fours. Uh, we get to Fiji, we had a 4.5. Tonga, it's at the northern side of the trench. We had a 4.4. And then we're gonna skip all the way westward, all the way over to Indonesia where we Excuse me, where we had a 4.8. Uh, that was the largest. And we had a lot of activity, but most of it was in the threes, surprisingly. Moving north to the Philippines, 4.0. And then we go from the Philippines just eastward a little bit, over to the Mariana Islands. We had a 4.8. And then just north of that, we had a 4.4. And this is on the Mariana Trench, but it's part of Japan. The Bonin Islands, I guess it's called. And then we move over to Japan, where we had a pair of 5.1s, continuing north to Russia. The Kuril Islands, we had a pair of 4s. Moving across Alaska, uh, we did pick up just a bit today. We had a 4.3 out on Atka. And that's one of the uh, Aleutians. And then, this is so weird. We had a 4.5. Um, and this looks like it is in the Mountain Central. Uh, I guess that's the Alaska range in the area of Denali. But it's interesting because the USGS has it marked as a 3.5. And the, <laughs> the European agency has it as 4.5. That's a big difference, so I'm not real sure what's going on there. Moving down into Washington, 
we didn't have a whole lot going on there, but we did have Mount Rainier and Mount St. Helens both erupting. And Mount St. Helens has picked up a little bit. There were actually four very small um, activities, but one of them was minus 0.1, so it was above ground. So we're getting activity, I guess, in the caldera. I understand that's what, I believe that's what that means. And then moving down into California, nothing in Oregon today, moving down into California, it was all the usual places. Um, the seismicity was good. 2.5 was the largest in California. But as we usually do, let's just send calm to the geysers region in northern California. Continuing south along the San Andreas Fault, all the way down and through Southern California. And then um, on the eastern side of the state, we did have a little uptick at Long Valley Caldera. Kind of keeping an eye on that one. It's It's got potential to be extremely dangerous. Right now, it's in the rumbling stage, so... We want to keep it there. Let's just send calm. And then moving a little bit further south, we come down into the Ridgecrest area. Everything even there was under two. And then we're going to move right down into Mexico, um, just on the other side of the border near Ensenada. There actually has been a swarm there today of six earthquakes. And the largest was 4.3. Um, but this is an interesting place to kind of watch because it is very close to shore, and I understand their population in the area. And then we move down through um, Mexico where we have assorted threes, mostly threes, and a couple of fours. And then nothing till we get to Costa Rica where we had a 4.4, and then we're going straight to South America, 4.5 Venezuela. Now, this is at the very southern fault line of the Caribbean plate, but it actually is in Venezuela. It looks like it was in a, a bay area, and uh, that was a 4.5. And then moving southward to Colombia, or I'm sorry, Ecuador, it's actually at the Ecuador-Colombia border area. We had a 5.7, and they're calling it San Gabriel, Ecuador. And then moving down through the, um, excuse me, moving down through, uh, we come down into Chile, nothing in Peru, Chile 4.5, and then nothing further in South America, and, of course, we come around the southern tip and head east to the South Sandwich Islands where we had a 4.8 and a 4.5 today. And then we move northward along the Mid-Atlantic Ridge where we did have a 5.2 um, at the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. And then continuing northward, um, I'm going to call this, the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, but it's it's further north, more up by the Caribbean. We had a 4.4 there. And then all the way north along the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, 
up to the area <clears throat> um, north of Iceland of 4.5. Um, the closest landmass they're saying are the Jan Mayen Islands. And if you go north, you come to the Jan Mayens, go south, come to Iceland. And then we're going to zip across Europe because everything was twos and threes till we get to um, Iran, where we had a 4.9 and also 4.6. And that was some total of everything today. I want to thank you, each and every person, including our BBS listeners. We're happy when you're here. And I will send you back to Jackie. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Well, uh, we're going to be joining Wynn on his guided visualization in just a couple of minutes where we address many, many other issues that concern us. But first, these phone lines will be unmuted and you have this opportunity to put your particular concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that free will and the highest and greatest good for all be considered. and. If you're on BBS radio or listening to a replay, this is also a good time to put forth your concerns. And I'd like to thank you all for your contributions and your service tonight. And once again, I'd like to announce we are holding a light buddy meditation for Terry Brown right after the call, starting at 8.05. It'll last about 15 minutes. And this is a private meditation in the sense that you are just home alone and not on a conference call, yet we are all gathering at the same time, combining our intention and, uh, and uh, our, well, our intention and visualization for Terry to have a complete healing full of vitality and enthusiasm for uh, coming back to Sedona and finishing her work. Thank you. Unmuted. Thank you. I would like to continue to ask for rain for the Southwest United States and here in California where our reservoirs uh, run dry. Uh, and I actually had a dream last night that it was raining and uh, I was so happy because I felt like uh, my answers, my prayers had been answered. So I would also like to continue to send love and light and laughter and hope to the children of the world. And I would also like the Elohim to... It is my prayer for their safety and well-being, uh, all the children. And also, I'm asking for a balance of energy in all the right places, all the right means, all the right measures, and a strengthening of the planetary grids and the energetic fields that surround our planet and protect us from the solar wind. Thank you. Tom in San Jose, support and protection for Sidney Powell, Mike Glendale for the two films, uh, 2000 Mules and Rigged, 2020. Thank you. 
Jackie, we better move this along because we're running out of time. All right, there's background noise from Ben. Anyone else? Did you hear what I said, Harris? I, I thought you were talking in the background. What did you say? Yeah, yes, I said we better we're moving it along. But yeah, I mean, we have, okay. we have like 12 minutes. Um, All right. We got, we've Skip got to me. go quickly. Yeah, go ahead. Skip right. me, when. Okay. Skip you, okay. All right, then we so go we'll, over. Let's just start. All right. Muted. Um, you know, the reason we do the timeline is because we're on BBS. And, and, uh, and we're going to conclude it. So um, this is like group intention time. We create a group intention, which be, which which creates a wave through the universe and through our planet. And we can specify the wave by going into this idea that we can surround our planet with our group energy, with the help of our cosmic friends. And so we do that, and we're going to send energy down through that construct to the surface of our planet. We usually call it love light energy, and asking it to uplift everything that can be uplifted. We start out uh, focusing on the humans who are predominantly service to others, making a difference one way or another, bringing good energy and loving energy into the planet. We go to the children, and um, we ask for their wisdom and discernment as they get older, the children and the young people, so they can play a more powerful role without being pulled in to the deceptions that happen in this realm. We go to the animals and the pets and the pets who um, love their owners and help their owners keep their hearts open, and we just bless those relationships. We go to the, the plant life which is the trees, the grass, the bushes. We see the flow of energy through the plant bodies and the tree bodies, through their roots and into the earth. And we go to the um, rocks, the minerals, and the crystals, which hold the matrix of the higher vibration in their own fields. We go to the insects and the insects who are part of the balance of nature and we request the survival of those species during all this shift that our planet's going through. We go to the fish in the sea life and the dolphins and the whales. And um, uh, 
and we have a helper in the room now. Are you Terry's nurse for the evening? I'm his aide. McKenna's going to be her nurse. McKenna, okay, thank you. Okay. We're doing a conference call, so try to keep your own noise low because I'm on the air, okay? If you don't mind. And we go to the um, uh, fish and the wildlife and the dolphins and the whales. And now we move through the surface of the earth into the interior of the earth. And um, we send this energy of healing to earth herself. We just take a moment and let it sink in. We go to the energy waves that travel through the planet that terminate in volcanoes and earthquakes, and we send calm energy. And we go back to the surface of the Earth. We're going through the earthquake zones, starting out with um, the Ring of Fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean, and we send calm energy to that entire area, as well as the vulnerable islands. We go to the New Madrid fault line, centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. We send a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter through the Earth in that entire area, bringing calm energy. And we go to the Mid-Atlantic fault line, going down the middle of the Atlantic Ocean from the North Pole as far south as the tip of South America. And we put a longitudinal column of light along the whole fault line, penetrating through the water into the ground underneath the water, bringing calm energy. Ask our sources to help locate all of the other vulnerable areas, potential earthquakes and volcanoes anywhere on our planet can bring this calm energy and any earthquakes and volcanoes that need to happen because the Earth is releasing stress can happen gradually and away from population centers. We go to some of the other vulnerable, out-of-balance situations on our planet, starting out with COVID, its mutations, and any of the other contagious viruses that are happening now or will happen in the future. We ask that they be rendered harmless. We go to the immune systems of humans and ask that they be strengthened. And we go to the toxins and vaccines and ask they be transmuted. 
we go to the awareness of humans of all the events happening on our planet and ask for discernment and that humans learn what to give their support to, what's positive, what's negative. We go to the awareness of humans to the higher realms, the God zones, and how to make requests to those areas. We go to the people who suffer. We ask for the presence of the Christ consciousness to help each one lift above their suffering. We go to droughts and we ask for rain, gentle rain, especially in populated areas, in areas with animals, in areas where crops are growing. We go to the governments of our planet. And we ask for qualities of leadership that help people feel safe and protected. Qualities like benevolence, compassion, wisdom, integrity, and ethics. And we go to all of those um, areas where there are countries and groups adversarial to each other. And we ask that they settle their differences without violence. this energy to the Ukraine and Russia for the resolution of the war in Ukraine for the highest good. We go to interventions. We ask that our realm is protected from nuclear weapons going off. We ask that our planet Toxic materials anywhere on our planet are transmuted from radio waves, microwaves, 5G, radioactivity, and nanobots and whatever else I normally say that I can't remember now. And we now bring this energy back to ourselves. We see this energy flowing into the outer energy fields of Earth and landing on our rooftop. And if we're comfortable, we can invite this energy into our home and uplift the vibration of our home. 
transmute negativity. Uplift other people in our home who are open to being uplifted. And we bring this energy to the outside of our home to protect us from negativity getting into our home. And we invite this energy to flow through our bodies, opening up our chakras, breaking down obstacles, helping us clear our karma, which is no longer useful to us, and and, uh, activating our DNA. And on that note, we're going to end the verbal part of this call. We're going to leave the lines open. For those of you that want to stay tuned, And if you're on BBS, you can't do that unless you call our phone line. But you can have access to all of our phone numbers at thespiritchannel.net. Thespiritchannel.net. And I thank you all for being here. And we're just finishing in the nick of time. And blessings to BBS Radio. This session is no longer being recorded.